Hey, good morning, church family. How are we doing today? Come on, can we give Jesus a better hand, amen? Come on, he's been good to us. All right, it's Vision Sunday, and it's one of my favorite times of uh, the year, man, just getting to share all that God is doing, has been doing, some updates, some uh, just great things that's been happening this year, and so um, we're going to get right into it. So glad for those watching online with us. We love you guys. We're thankful for you as well. Uh, I want to just say uh, this before I give you just some updates and some cool things that God's been doing is... Um, uh, we, uh, man, we had an incredible time at our, uh, we had a dream team, uh, team night on Sunday night that was just absolutely explosive, and, and I mean that with everything within me because it wasn't just your average kind of team night. Uh, God just moved. Uh, I just kind of put away my notes, and uh, man, we just, we prayed, and we just kind of worshiped God uh, spontaneously. It was awesome, everybody, and so just, uh, I, I think, you know, when I was looking back and I was preparing for this message this week, I was thinking so much about the month of August for our church, and man, uh, just uh, just momentum and just getting us God getting us ready for this fall. And I hope you sense it. I hope I hope you feel what God is doing because it's it's powerful. And we are also coming off of 21 days of prayer last week, and it's just been so good. And just to see uh, the, the hearts and the lives of people, and I've been watching some of you, man, just you're growing in your passion, growing in your desire for things of God. And I'm telling you, man, there's nothing that does my heart uh, more good than to see people go all in with God, man. And so just really thankful to see uh, what is happening. Amen? Amen. And so I uh, want to give you some stats, what's happening and what has happened. This has been, 2019 has been on a lot of levels, our mo most historic year to date uh, and uh, um, probably one of our, it, probably our greatest year of ministry uh, that we've had. And just as far as our outreach, our missions and just things that are happening. And I, I feel like I could take all day and tell you what's happening and the stories. And there's just a lot of good that's taken place. One of the things that we get really excited about is when people make decisions to follow Jesus. And uh, so in 2019, we have now seen 528 people make decisions for Jesus just this year. Isn't that awesome? Come on. And we've now seen a total since we launched the church in March of 2012, uh, up through last weekend, um, we've now seen 3,207 people make decisions to follow Jesus. Come on, can we give God a better hand, everybody? So awesome. And this spring was uh, really exponential as well. We just, uh, just again, with momentum and things that we saw and we, right before we headed into the summer, it was an, an exciting time, uh, and, and, and as, that's why we're pumped to just get everybody back on schedules. I mean, I, I know the kids don't care for school much, but I'm telling you, for a church, we, we like getting back in routines and seeing our families get back in routines and schedules. It's good, and, um, and, and so we're looking forward to this fall, but we saw in our springtime, uh, it's one of the biggest jumps in attendance that we've seen, and we saw a 20% increase in overall attendance. Um, which is absolutely phenomenal to see uh, just growing. So uh, we were coming to the place in uh, springtime uh, into summer where uh, two out of our, our three services in that time were at near capacity, and our third was about 50 60%. And so we were already talking four services then. So just so you know, everybody, we are preparing for the fall, and we 
have already been having a lot of conversations about adding a fourth service uh, this fall. And so, which is why we need a building, everybody, all right? And so, it's a lot of reasons. This place is just too small for our growing family, all right? And uh, so, I'm going to talk to you about the, the building stuff at the end today, all right? We'll save the best kind of for last. And uh, just that way you got to wait, all right? You're just going to have to wait. Look at the person next to you. Say, you're just going to have to stay put. You're going to have to wait. You're going to have to wait. All right? And so um, let, me, let me tell you about Easter. Easter was incredible. We, we had uh, 878 people in attendance, and, uh, which was awesome. We, and, and then saw, though, here's the great number, saw 102 of those people give their hearts to Jesus. Man, come on, somebody. Man, I think we can give God a better hand. Come on, everybody. That's why we do church. Some of those that got saved at Easter are still, they're, they're here, which is the, the goal. And if they're not here, we always love to just try to help make sure we connect people uh, to other churches if, if they're at another city or town or wherever. But um, absolutely phenomenal. Small groups in the springtime, uh, small groups been going well. We had around uh, 36 there in the spring. This fall launching 50 small groups. Come on, somebody. Isn't that awesome? And that's a testament of just leaders rising up. And so I want you to see this because it's so important to see increase. And, uh, and not just addition, God's the God of multiplication. And so he's multiplying, he's adding. Uh, we have, uh, I, I believe, more new small group leaders than we've ever seen. And so um, a lot of, I was looking at a lot of the groups and just absolutely phenomenal just uh, as it relates to the different kinds of groups that's available. And uh, so there's a, there's a good spread, all right? And so I'll talk to you more about that in my message here today. Here's another, just again, uh, these are really important stats because this is helping us to see how we're doing um, and how we're growing. We've, uh, we're at 200. We've seen now, uh, this is w- not one on the screen, but one I want to give you, 291 families uh, who, have, who have been new to our church, who have visited our church as well, uh, which that's incredible to see that many. And, uh, and so some of these numbers, we've, we've already well topped last year's number numbers. Actually, all the numbers I've given you, we have, uh, which is in- incredible. Our growth track, been our strongest growth track season in the history of our church. We've now I'll see 91 people go through growth track, getting on teams, yeah, and um, that's an average right around 13 uh, uh, people uh, uh, that's going through that a month uh, and taking next steps and, and getting on teams and going to make a difference with their life, amen? That's why we do what we do, amen, everybody? So that's awesome, and uh, it just a lot of healthy things. Our student ministry doubled over the summer, all right, which is incredible, yeah, and uh, we uh, typically in summertime in a lot of churches uh, is when you see a little bit of of a, a step back, but our student ministries took a step up, and uh, and so the, we just I think have got just a healthy, healthy nucleus of just people and leaders, and uh, so uh, alongside Pastor Kyle and Anna Sadler, just doing a great, great job with students, and they launch in a few weeks uh, here coming up their Motion Night, which is the first student-led service, and on a Sunday night coming up on the third Sunday, and so to make sure your teenagers are there, it's going to be powerful, and uh, and I get to preach it. So I'm really excited, all right? And so looking forward uh, to that. And, and then just lastly, just want to say just the health of just, you know, um, of, of other, other outreach type ministries that are taking place. You know, I was talking to somebody um, uh, the other day and uh, who doesn't go to our church but was asking some questions about our church when I was out and had heard about us. And one of the things that caught their attention, which I love, was what we're doing in our nursing homes. So shout out to our nursing home ministry that they do uh, in uh, multiple locations of our nursing homes. 
that they take, uh, man, people in there, that there are dogs in there that really help to minister and encourage. How many of our elderly in those nursing homes, man, they need touched and they need people and they're oftentimes they're forgotten. And so I just appreciate the heart of the people in our church in multiple locations that go and do that every week. Outreach is third Saturday serve, feed the need, back to school bash that we had a few weeks back and uh, reaching hundreds of kids in our inner city. A lot of good things happening, everybody, all right? And so I want you to know that and be aware of that because this is your church, all right? And uh, you need to know what's up and what's happening, but also see the fruit to your labor, how your giving is making an increase and how we're reaching people for Christ and seeing life transformation. Can somebody say amen? All right, so I wanna, wanna give you a, a little bit of a message today and then at the end of this, I'm gonna give you the scoop on where we're at in the building process. Really some big news today, I'm really excited, but you'll have to wait. All right, Proverbs 12. Chapter 29, verse 18, I know. But here we go. Um, We'll enjoy the message first here. It says this, if people can't see what God is doing, they're going to stumble all over themselves. Have you ever waken up in the middle of the night and maybe need to go to the restroom or grab a drink of water and it's pitch black and you stumble? How many have ever done that before? I know I have. Stubbed your toe a few times. Boy, that feels good late at night, doesn't it? All right. And it goes on to say, but when they attend to what he reveals, they are most blessed. Really, that part is, is a big part of our vision for you, that we want to see you blessed. But the important thing is, is that we have clarity and understanding of vision. Everybody shout vision. And so we want to be able to see you run with the vision very, very strong and very, very passionately. And another version, I believe it's in the New King James, says it this way too, um, in, in the place of, if, you can't, if people can't see what God is doing, if they, they say if they can't see what God is doing, another version says they cast off restraint or they perish, all right? For a lack of vision, the people perish. And so, in other words, uh, that word restraint literally means you just come to a place of carelessness, you don't care. All right, and so again, it's so important that you have vision for your life. That's why it's important that you have purpose and you understand what God has put within you to do or this Christian life will never make sense for you until you find and discover what that purpose is. All right, so it's, it's incredibly important that we get that, but then also for our church that we understand uh, our vision and where we're going. And I was thinking about this even this week, that could it be maybe, maybe you're in a situation even right now, could it be that the mess of your life isn't necessarily about the mess, it's just the fact that you don't have something else that's greater than your mess to turn to. And that's what's so important that, that and why we wanna see people go through growth track to really discover their gifts because as you do that, you're going to figure out your why, your call, the cause of why you wake up every day, that it's not just another day to breathe, but you have another day of purpose, another day to do something with your life. Amen? And so I just believe it's so important that we find out what that is for our life. And so if you've been around here any amount of time, you're going to know this vision. If you're newer here to the church, um, this will be helpful. And I think this is a great day to be here for the first time so you can get a real picture of just of the heart of our church. All right? But And that is this. This is our vision. To know, we want to see people to know. God. We just believe God has always had it in his heart to take us on a spiritual journey. We see it back in Exodus chapter 6. I did a series early in the year called Torch. It was all about this, uh, this, the vision, all right, and then all the way played out through Revelation. So we want to see people in passionate, uh, man, pursuit with God. We did the month of August. I remember it was just a month we did on passion. And how about Pastor Jim Wilkes last week, right, everybody? Man, if you missed that, you missed that, all right? That was good. It was 
was incredible. Make sure you go back and watch that message, all right? It was absolutely phenomenal. Honestly, he set me up really good today. And, um, and then so we want to see people just in a vibrant relationship with God, serving God, making a difference with their life, knowing him. And then not just there, it doesn't stop there, but then finding freedom. That we just believe, and, and here's honestly where a lot of people get stuck. They get stuck right here at this point between knowing God and finding freedom because we never really deal with our yesterdays. And God has just always had in his heart too to see that you and I get delivered and set free, all right? And so that, don't let that word deliver uh, scare you, all right? It's, it's, I know it's a word that can seem like, ooh, that deliverance thing, you know? Um, and so uh, it's not an, an exorcism, all right, or the movie, all right? And so, um, but deliverance, man, just getting set free is really what that is and just allowing God to bring forth freedom in your life. And I just believe we all have areas that we need greater freedom in. Amen. And so that's what that is. And so in other words, that God wants to take you and I on this journey from not just knowing him, but dealing with those yesterdays, those things that try to hold you and I back and to see lasting freedom come into our life once and for all so that you can go find and discover what your purpose is, figure that out, and then go make a difference with your life. Amen. So if we don't follow God's game plan and his playbook, and by the way, it's college football season, everybody. All right, there's my, my, my little reference for the day. The Lord's team plays tomorrow, just so everybody knows, Notre Dame. All right, so in case you were wondering, I know everybody's got some teams, but there's really one team out there, all right, and they play tomorrow night. That's why they're on prime time, all right, everybody? Anyways, let's throw that one out there too. Anyways, I should keep going or I'm going to lose half of you. All right, so... But here's what I know, and that is simply this. That is, if you don't follow God's vision for your life, you'll follow the earthly counterfeit. And it happens all the time. In other words, you start following the world's system instead of following God's plan. The world's plan instead of pursuing what God wants for your life. And here's really what the world's uh, system or God, the world's plan looks like. And it begins with no me, all right? So it's a selfie kind of world where it's all about me, myself, and I. Then it's find fame. But how many know being famous means jack, all right? Don't mean nothing, all right? Then it's discover a platform, and then it's make a dollar. And that's the world system. And so if you're not careful, you'll follow into the world's system or the world's counterfeit instead of what God wants for your life. How many know God's plan looks a lot better, amen? And so, and I think the dangerous thing for God's people, if we're not careful, that we can fall into the when-then-now syndrome. And we've got to be really careful with this. And I'm, gonna, uh, I'm really going to challenge us with this today. I'm going to push, push on you a little bit today. I'm going to mess with you a little bit today, all right? So I'm just going to kind of push you off center just a little bit, all right? And so in other words, one day, you know, when I have kids, then I'll do this. Or one day when the kids are grown, well, then I'll finally do this. Or one day when I go to school, then I'll do this. Or one day when I have more money, uh, then I'll be a, a giver. You know, all those kinds of things that are just are out there. And the Bible says this in Psalms uh, chapter 92, verse 13. It says this, those who are planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. It's not, not about a building, all right? It's about the environment, the culture. You, you know, when you look at Elevate City and what God's doing and, man, just the love, the acceptance, all of those things, that's culture. Culture, you can't teach culture. You are culture. All right, and that's why I love the people of this church because they are that. It's who they are. You can't, if you fake it, you can smell it a mile away. I mean, know what I'm talking about, all right? And so, um, so but those who are planted, that word planted just literally means this, to, to dig your roots deep, all right, to go deep. And that's where being called to a local church is incredibly important for your life. 
We are in a time where I, I know it grieves the heart of God to see so many church hoppers and shoppers. And I just believe that we've got to continue to be a people to understand that we are working with imperfect people. And this is a church that welcomes the imperfect, not the perfect. Because if you're looking for the perfect pastor or the perfect staff or the perfect church, you have got the wrong place. Okay? Good luck finding one, by the way. All right? And so here's what we know is that we're imperfect people working this thing out together. All right, and knowing that Pastor Kyle's not Superman, I'm, I'm just like you, we're in this journey together, all right, figuring this thing out. Come on, somebody, amen, you with me? And so being planted in the house, though, and in other words, again, getting those roots deep, being a part of the call of God. Listen, it's not the local church that is the hope of the world, it's the local church mobilized that's the hope of the world. Let's not ever misunderstand the two, all right, that we have to be on mission in Jesus' name. Uh, I want to show you a picture of something that I think is absolutely phenomenal, and, and it's a picture of Death Valley. Maybe you've heard of Death Valley. Let's go ahead and throw that up. Death Valley is a place that is in uh, Southern California. It's on the, it borders with Nevada, all right, and Death Valley is a parched land, as you can tell. How many know ain't nothing growing there, all right? It is, it is dead. Everybody say it's dead. All right, it looks dead. I mean, completely, and it's very hot, very, 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 very hot. And, um, and, and it hadn't rained uh, uh, for around 100 or so years until 2005. And in 2005, something cool happened. They got seven inches of rain. And what was interesting about it is nobody thought anything would take place uh, in this parched land. And then just a few weeks later, there's some experts that went back after the rain and look at what they found. Isn't that incredible? They called it the super bloom of 2005. And so in other words, here's the point. Death Valley wasn't dead, but dormant. There have been seeds there for 100 years waiting to be watered. And I believe right here in our city that there are seeds and those seeds are people that are waiting on you and me to come along the way and help water and see them grow in the things of the Lord. Oh, you ought to give God a bigger amen. That's good preaching right there, all right? <laughs> and I'm just telling you, we have to understand that this is not a selfie world. Don't get caught up in the world system. Get caught up in, in the plan and the great commission that God has set before us to do, and that is to reach people for the glory of God. And there are seeds, there are people in our city that are waiting on us. And we can't just sit by and hope somebody else does it, not when God has put breath within our lungs. Amen? And so I've come today to, again, just to kind of push you a little bit off center, all right? And uh, because here's what I know, every single one of us in this room today needs to take a next step. Every one of us, myself included. I don't know what that looks like for you, but every one of us needs to take a next step. All right, I don't know what that is, but I just believe by the end of this message, and I've been praying that the Holy Spirit will talk to you and encourage you and help you to know what that is. Maybe it's time, if you're following along in your notes today, maybe it's time to commit your whole life to God. Maybe it's time. Maybe it's time that you finally go all in and, and not just do church on a Sunday or talk about God, but go all in. By the way, you can also take notes on your app. We've got it on there as well if you want to do it digital style, all right? And here's what I've learned. Christianity doesn't even work half the time if you don't go all in with God. And It's like saying you want to be a great basketball player, but you never want to dribble a ball and you never want to practice. You ain't going to be a good basketball player then. 
right? All right? And so the only way to see the best that God has to offer for you is when you commit your life and commit everything to him. Absolutely everything over to God. The Bible says in Jeremiah chapter 29, it says this. This is a key. you got to get this. If you look for me wholeheartedly, you will find me. I'd encourage you to underline the wholeheartedly part. In other words, if you look for God in, in, in any, anything less, you won't find him. And maybe some of you, you've not knocked wholeheartedly, but you need to understand that's the key. That's the key. And I will be found by you, says the Lord, and I will end your captivity and restore your fortunes. And for some of you, you really maybe haven't gone all in with God. You're just like, man, I'm, I'm here. I'm just, I'm kind of, maybe just kind of going through the motions and just kind of, you just show up and, and that's it. Can I just say something to you, sir, ma'am, that God wants to do a greater work in your life. And, and he wants, I'm telling you, he wants first place in your life. And, and I'm telling you, if you'll give your whole life to God, watch what he'll do in you. Watch what he'll do through you as well. And for some of us today, it's time to take a step. It's time to quit talking about the then and when. Get out of that, that mindset and that syndrome in Jesus' name. And so, again, I'm just kind of here to, to, to nudge you a little bit and knock you off center, all right? So here's how we do that is surrender the control of your life to, to Christ completely over. And honestly, this is the salvation experience and what it really is, it's not just dating God or just talking to him when it's convenient. Are you with me? God, again, is not actually, let me just say it this way. He's not interested in your list. He just wants to be first regardless, all right? And for some of you, man, you, 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 maybe you haven't gone all in with God. And, or maybe you're even in a place that you've gone in and maybe you just haven't taken the next step. Maybe you got saved. It's like, man, what's that next step? And that's why we encourage people to fill out those connection cards so we can help you. But maybe for somebody, it's, it's water baptism. That you need to go public with your decision for Christ. You can go on our app right now as I'm talking and sign up. If you say, man, that's me. I'm ready to go public with my decision. We're having a baptism service the first Sunday of October. Get signed up for it, all right? And, and you'll get an email with all the details of that this week. But, but and, and I can kind of hear the thought of, well, you know, well, when I'm, when, you know, maybe another time. No, the time is now. The time, everybody say the time is now. Uh, the time is absolutely now. I want to go back to a scripture in 2 Corinthians 6 2. So I'm going to go back because I want us to get this. And again, it says, I tell you, now is the time of God's favor. Now is the day of salvation. Everybody shout, now is the time. Now. Come on, everybody shout, now is the day. Not tomorrow, not three weeks from now or a month from now. Now is the time. I hope you sense that there's an urgency in what God is doing, come on, in these last days and trying to get us prepared for. And I mean, I'm just so glad that Jesus didn't wait to see if we first would believe, uh, then died. No, he, in the midst of our sin, the Bible says that he died. He demonstrated his own love towards us that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. I'm so glad that he didn't wait to say if he had any takers first, then die. No, he just, at his absolute love and vulnerability, said, no, I'm taking the cross for millions of people. He was thinking about you and I in the future as well. Amen? And I'm thankful for that kind of love. Maybe it's time, number two, to surround yourself with some right relationships. I don't know, outside of your salvation experience, I don't know if I could tell you anything that's going to be more important than your life than getting this one right. Like, this is huge for your life. And, and how you choose your relationships, listen to me. 
if I could have each of you in a room, just an office with me, and say, Pastor, what great advice could you give me? This would be one. I would say, how you choose your relationships will determine your future. Notice I said how. You've got to get that how part right. And you've got to ask the Holy Spirit, and that's where the Holy Spirit, and then surrounding yourself with right people. If you want a great marriage, get around great marriages. Yeah, if you want great kids, get around parents who parent well. All right? I'm not perfect. I don't have a perfect marriage. So you know what we do? We get around marriages that are strong, and we ask questions. We get around uh, those, some of those same families that have great kids. Like, tell me the key to this age. Like, I'm about to lose my mind on Braxton. You know, I love him, but Lord have mercy. Does the child have a will? You know, what do I do? All right? I got two boys. Now my, my, my oldest is Ashton's 10. You know, like, help, help me with this girl thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, help, help a daddy out. You know? And so I've got many, many dad friends that I have that have got, um, um, you know, sons and daughters that help me. But if you want to get stronger in finances, get, you know, small group, get in financial peace. You know, this small group, get around, get around people that are on that journey with you. I'm just telling you, if you don't prioritize how you're doing it, you will continue to have mess-ups in your relationships. And we wonder why we get so frustrated in this. And I'm just trying to say, just trying to encourage us, uh, some of us are in unhealthy relationships that are constantly bringing drama to your life, and it's not healthy. Instead of pushing you towards Christ, they're pushing you away. And I'm just telling you, and I know it's quiet in here when I talk on stuff like this, but I'm just trying to pastor you, all right, and, and to say this, that it's healthy to know, man, you want to be next to people that are in passionate pursuit with God. Listen, that are running for Jesus as strong as you are, and it's not a question. They're pushing you towards Christ, not away from him. Good preaching, pastor. Thank you so much. My name's Kyle Mills. I just want to be your friend, Okay. So today you can go on the app and you can sign up. The, 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 all the small groups are live right now. And we have a rally day next Sunday, all right? But you can go online, begin to look at all of the different groups. And I encourage you, go do it today. Go begin to look at all of the groups. And actually, let me go as far as to say this. Let me, let me coach you. If you've never done small groups, let me just say this. Just shop the groups for a few weeks. It's okay. Our small group leaders are totally cool with it. We get it. We know it. We expect it, actually. I would say this, don't just commit to the first group you show up to, unless you really, really know, all right? But shop the groups, and then find the perfect group for you, and then commit to, the, to one this fall, and then go for it. Go for it, all right? There's a, again, there's a, it's like a good Thanksgiving meal spread. That's the small groups. There's just a spread of them, all right? And we do it free market style. We don't tell you what group to go to. We just encourage you to go. And, and that's where you're going to find interest and that sort of thing. And so everybody get in a group, get in a group, get in a group. Look at the person next to you and say, get in a group. Yeah, get in a group. Get in a group. Get in a group. Get in a group. All right? And, and I want to challenge every man here for just a second. And I want to challenge us men to, on two things. Number one, our men's night's coming up in a few weeks, guys. This night is for you. This night is being planned, and we're having so much fun planning for this one. It's been so good. You need, to get, you need to be here at men's night. It's going to be powerful, all right? So it's on September 21st. Make sure you go register. Listen, go. It's, it's $10 early bird right now. Man, you can do that. If, it, if it's a real problem financially, just let myself, our staff know, all right? We don't want that to be the reason why you don't come to this, okay? All right, so we want to make sure every man's invested into, we believe in the men of this church. Come on, somebody. Amen? Amen? Amen. 
All right? And secondly, I want to challenge every man. I'm leading a, a men's uh, freedom group this fall. The Holy Spirit just put it on my heart to, to lead one this fall. And I've got some great men that's with me, helping me in this. But every week we're going to be doing this. And if you're in a place, guys, listen to me for a second, that you're struggling maybe with, uh, you know, maybe it's anger. Maybe it's pride, maybe it's pornography, maybe it's another addiction, whatever. Maybe it's things that are just constantly tripping you up and you're thinking, man, I wanna get free of this. I just believe, man, by this fall, this fall could be your time in the name of Jesus. But you've gotta make the decision, A, to come and to be consistent. Can I just tell you, you'll get the most out of your small groups when you're consistent with it. If you just drop in every once in a while, you're missing it. Because small groups is all about, honestly, more than the curriculum, it's about relationships. Like our greatest goal, I'll just tell you a, a little secret that we have with small groups. Our greatest goal is not the curriculum. It's that you come out of a small group with at least one friend. Relationships. Because we all need them. Are you with me? All right. And so, men, I just want to say, uh, if that's you, sign up. Man, let's do this together this fall. Let's get to work. And let's see God move and let this be a, a, a fall that's marked with the power of God in your life in Jesus' name. And ladies, there's freedom groups for you as well and many other groups. But I have the microphone, so I'm just going to uh, put my group out there, all right? And so, anyway, let this, listen, let this fall season be marked by your now, not then or when, all right? Now I'm making the decision. I'm going to move forward today, not tomorrow. Are you with me today? And there's some that maybe you have relationships that are unhealthy or maybe you're in a dating relationship that's not healthy. Let me help you right now. And you know you know it's time to end it. Like it is just not, it's not healthy. Man, everything you said, Pastor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, if, if all the boxes are checking, just text them right now and just say it's over. That's all you have to say. You don't have to say anything back. And if you need to use me as a reference, you can use me as a reference, all right? And say, Pastor Kyle told me today I could do this. All right, and so, and I'll take the heat, all right? Because the Bible says in Proverbs 13, walk with the wise. I'm going to say it again. Walk with the wise. and become wise. Walk with the wise and become wise for a companion of fools suffers harms. And here's God's picture for healing in your life. Some of us need healing today. And the Bible says in James 5, 16, get, confess your sins to each other, pray for each other so that you may be healed. Notice God's playbook that he has written for us. That we go to God for forgiveness, but we go to people for healing. Woof. Because some of us are saying, woof, but they my problem, Pastor. How am I going to work that one out? I, I don't know how that one's going to work. And so listen to me. Satan's greatest goal is his relentlessness to keep you from right relationships and to keep you in wrong ones. And so you've got to make a decision within your relationship with God that I'm going to do things God's way and not my way. And so, what if, sir, ma'am, you're in a place today and you say, man, I'm not doing that small group thing. I'm just not doing it. It's people there. Well, you're right. We're all messy, right? We're all in this journey together, as I said. But what if God has the right relationships that he's trying to send you to help you? And we've closed the door because of our past hurts. I would just challenge you today, sir, ma'am, open up your heart to the idea that God may be trying to get you healthy relationships into your life in Jesus' name. Amen? Get in a group. I'm telling you, join a small group in Jesus' name. Number three, maybe it's time to discover my God-given purpose. Psalm 139 says, all the days ordained for me. In other words, he has a plan for my life. That's what that means. Were written in your book before one of them came to be. And, and here's, here's what maybe some of us are thinking. You're thinking, man, 
I'm living uh, the life I'm living. I, I know God didn't write that one up for me. Like it's it's not going like yeah probably. And you maybe you're right. Maybe you're right in that. But but God has a story for your life that He can fit in. All right. And God can still fit his story in your life regardless of what you've been through or what you're going through today. All right, let me say it this way. You can get to Indianapolis today by going through Chicago. But how many know that's not the best route to go? I mean, that's a little longer route, all right? And, you know, there's usually a straight shot, but it's not the best way. But for some of us, your life story, maybe you were headed to Indianapolis and you took a wrong turn, all right? Don't miss this, because God is saying this, it might take a little longer, but I can still get you to where you need to go. You need to hear that today. Regardless, if you went off and you were headed to Indy and you went that Chicago route, it's all good, because we have a God of grace and redemption. Man, it's who he is and his love to get you and I back on the right route again in Jesus' name, amen? And so nothing, nothing, there's nothing that excludes you from God's purpose and plan. Man, he's got a plan that he can still fit with your story. Amen? Ephesians 2 says, we are God's workmanship. This is a great verse. Created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared. Look at this, in advance. Everybody say advance. In advance for us to do. So you aren't created to just exist. You and I were created to do good works. We're not just breathing air just to breathe it. All right? You're not dead. God's not done. Right? All right, and so I want to encourage you today. There's purpose inside you that God's wanting to unlock and to see you move forward in it in Jesus' name. This verse is so powerful. Here's what that word advanced. Here's what God is saying. That before there was a you, he created the thing first, then he created you to do it. I want you to think about that. He created the thing first, the purpose that you have first, then he created you to do that thing. Isn't that powerful? It's so good. It's so good. He's, God knows exactly what he's doing, doesn't he? All right. The happiest people I know in my life aren't people without problems. The happiest people I know in my life are people who are living and serving in their purpose. They wake up with, with an understanding on a Monday to realize that where I'm going for my job may be a job, but it's also my call. And even if you're not in your call yet, it's still a part of your purpose and the process that God is using to develop you. Come on, second service, are you with me today? So today's step one in growth track. Why not today? Why not noon here in less than 30 minutes? You just say, you know what, I'm going to keep the kids in kids' ministry. I'm going I'm to go to growth track today. I'm going to figure out my purpose. I'm going to go on this journey. I'm going to do it now. I'm going to quit talking about it. I've been talking, you know, I don't care how long you've been here, a week or three weeks or three years. Come on, it's time. Why not now? Now is the day, we read. Everybody shout, now is the day. Maybe it's time, come on, to live my life doing something that matters. Because if you're not careful, life will start looking like things that don't matter. And this is Vision Sunday for us. This is kind of a reality check Sunday. Man, how are we doing? And you need to know that time is short and your opportunity to do something that matters is being reduced down by one day for every day that you and I live. Think about that. I mean, that's sobering to think about that thought. I was with my best friend in the world uh, Friday of last week, Billy Witt, who 
honestly, he and his wife and their church at the time, he had to resign from his church because all the health problems, he's fighting for his life with cancer right now, and it's spreading. So I went and drove and saw him last week, and, and uh, man, his spirit's strong as an ox, but man, his body is just weak. And, um, and here is his wife, who I think deserves some kind of an award for working full-time, has four kids. She wakes up every day, makes sure they're all taken care of, takes them all to school. She comes home, then she tends to Billy, her husband, and helps out when she's called in. She's a paramedic. They're working with her a little bit, and then when she's called, she's got to go. And then she comes, and she goes and picks up the kids and brings them back, and you know, from school, and man, makes sure everybody's fed, and all the kids are ready for, for bed, and takes care of Billy. And I'm looking at Billy, and I'm looking at her, and both of them, not an ounce of complaining. I just blow my mind. Any excuse I ever had, I told Bethany, I'm like, just shut up. I'm just being totally real. That's exactly what I told Bethany. I'm like, I ain't got nothing to say. I ain't nothing to complain about. And we think about what other people are going through, man. And you think about, you know, and here I was sitting there across from him. And there in the midst of it, he's ministering to me when I felt like I should be ministering to you, man. He's telling me how much he believes in me. Bethany and our kids in, in this church, he's been here, stood on this stage a year ago, cancer-free, and it's come back with a vengeance. And he could be questioning God, absolutely. And he said, no way. He said, my God has been way too good to me. And we both were talking, these old bodies ain't meant to live forever. But he said, it's perspective. He said, I just am not going to live my life asking why, but I'm going to live my life with whatever time I have left, still making a difference. He used to serve on the fire department in Wellston, Ohio. Now all of a sudden, a bunch of those Wellston fire, uh, that team on the fire department that doesn't know God, guess what's happening? Through this situation, they've seen the resiliency of faith in he and his wife, and all of a sudden, hearts are turning. They've now opened up their door. Anytime that anybody wants to come in in the community or city to talk to him, they can. And he told me, "I, I really can't keep up. And he said, in the fire department are some of the consistent guys that are coming in constantly every day. When I was there, the chief uh, came in and got to talk with him for a minute. And he just told me, he said, what I'm seeing here, he said, I wanted nothing to do with God. And he said, and I thought for sure when he got cancer that he'd be cursing God, be done with it. But the opposite is happening. He's saying, I'm, I'm seeing him love God more and loving people even more. And he said, and it's messing with me. <laughs> and he said, but it's messing with me that I'm realizing this God thing it's pretty powerful stuff. And Billy just said, Kyle, just with, with whatever time I have left, ministry wasn't something I did. It's who I am. We're all called to minister. And he said, and I'm not going to let this disease stop me from pursuing my, my why. And, um, and, of course, I'm just a mess. I'm just, it's ugly cry. Like, it's bad, ugly cry all the way home, too. But I just thought, man, I don't want any grass growing under my feet. I'm living with a sense of urgency like never before because I realize how short time is. I don't know how much time you have. I don't know how much time I have. But with whatever time that we have left, let's, let's, let's use it making a difference for the kingdom of God and reaching as many people as we can for the glory of God. Amen, everybody? Amen? We've got big vision in this church. The Bible says in Psalm 90, 12, teach us to number our days and recognize how few they are. Help us to spend them as we should. And I just want to quickly just move through this, and that is just the final three things. 
that matter, and you need to know this. These are the only three things that matter, and this is what matters to this church, is God matters. God matters. He's everything for us. He's everything that we need. We know he's the answer to a hurting world today. People matter. That's why we do church, is to reach as many people as we can, giving the opportunity for people to know Christ. And then eternity matters. And everything that we do, we make sure, man, how is this going to affect eternity? How can we do and what we continue to do in outreaches and things to, to affect eternity? Would you stand to your feet this morning? <coughs> Excuse me. I want to say this. I just want to thank you. I want to thank you, every single one of you. It is an absolute honor uh, to be your pastor, and I want you to know that. It's the privilege of my life every day to, to get up and to serve this amazing body of believers in this city. And um, I want to thank you for your love for God, for your love for people, for making this a place, helping to make it a place, man, where people want to come to and serve God in such a way. Thank you for your serving. Thank you for your giving. All those things are helping to reach people and transform lives. Thank you for recognizing the vision and recognizing and knowing that there's more, that we're, we can't just stay where we're at, but there's more. And so I just love you guys. I, I, you know, Bethany could tell you, I think about you so much. I talk about you guys so much to other people. I want people everywhere to know about what God's doing here. And so I think about you so much that I think maybe the only person that may think about you more than me might be your mama. But I think I think about you more than your mama. All right, I'm just going to say, all right, I think I do. But I'm always praying for you guys, and I love you so much. And so would you bow your head? Father, I just thank you right now for every person right here in this room and what you're saying and what you're doing. If you're here right now and you don't know Christ, but you know you need that relationship with him, to surrender your life completely to him. If that's you, on the count of three, don't hesitate. Man, I'm telling you, this day's for you. This message, this service, it's for you. God wants to touch your heart and he wants to change your life if you'll let him. All right? So on the count of three, if that's you, I just want you to lift your hand. You say, man, Pastor, I want to give my life to Christ today. Come on, one, two, three, real high. Say, man, Pastor, that's me. That's me. That's me. That's me. That's me. Gotcha. Who else? Anybody else that says, man, that's me. I need to give my life to Christ today. Amen. Awesome. Gotcha. Yeah. Praise God. Amen. Well, let's, let's, I'm going to ask one more question. How many would say, Pastor, I know I need to take a next step. I know that I need to take a next step. And God is talking to me. That message was for me today. Would you lift your hand and say, man, that's me. I know, I know. Come on, real high. You don't have to be ashamed of that. Yeah. Awesome. I'm proud of you guys. I'm going to pray over you in just a moment as well. But if you want to receive Christ, pray this with me. Say, Jesus, come into my heart and be the Lord of my life. Forgive me of my sins and cleanse me of my past. And thank you for saving me. In Jesus' name. Now, Lord, I pray over every person right now, God, who knows they need to take a, a, a step, one step forward. God, give them the courage and the boldness to take that step and to move forward in Jesus' name. God, that we can the excuses and that we would go after you passionately with everything within us. Lord, we honor you and we thank you for what you're doing in this church through this ministry in the mighty name of Jesus. And we know the best is yet to come. In the name of the Lord, amen.